Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hour two of the Miami Dolphins post-game show here on the Miami Dolphins radio network. The fifth quarter post-game show, I should say, Seth, or possibly the sixth quarter here as we enter hour number two. I want to go ahead and give some game stats as I kind of went through and compiled those here to just kind of give you a recap on what we saw tonight. The Dolphins win their week one preseason game here, the first of head coach Mike McDaniels. And I wrote down in the notes here, Skyler, big game. We talked about his stats a little bit, the 106 passer rating. You just told me he was older than Tua by a year, which is mind-blowing to think about. His rookie season, Tua was in his third year, and he's still older than the guy? Yeah, I was still trying to do the math. Now, I read that in a tweet, so I didn't actually go to the roster and <laughs> check that, but I, I'm going to try. The source. Twitter has never lied one time, Seth. You know, you know that. <laughs> so some stats. I'm not the, giving Twitter the the credit. <laughs> we wouldn't want to do that. The stats for the night. I, you know, it's the the score goes in the Dolphins' favor. But Seth, you were talking about some of the numbers here. Dolphins two for ten on third down. The Bucks were six for thirteen. Got outgained three eighty nine to two forty two. And this is the big one here, with which is why that yardage total was so lopsided. Seventy one plays to forty five, but. This kind of goes back to something, and I'll, I'll cut myself off here. To we talked about last year Can was you do that. <laughs> yeah, Isn't I interrupt myself mid thought. Allow myself. Th- there was not enough, interrupt. not enough explosive plays last year. But I mean, we get the defensive touchdown. You get the shot play after the first takeaway from Skylar Thompson. So you get the explosives to replace the total yardage. How how do you come down with that or come down on that? Because like. The stat book doesn't look great, but you get the W. Does it preseason? Like, does it matter? What do you think about I, that? I, I, I hate to say this and don't want to get in trouble. I don't think it matters. I mean, I think each thing really has to – when you watch a regular season game, you kind of have to look at the totality and, 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 you know, the sum of all the parts and so on and so forth. I think in the preseason you really break everything up into a billion little parts and that, and that the coach has to analyze every little thing. And, you know, if you sit down here and you say, okay, it's, it's like there's like six different teams that played out there tonight, right? And, and so, you know, to look at team stats, were the ones really good? Were the ones really bad? Were the guys who were, you know, maybe practice squad potential, guys who you know are just camp bodies and you hate to say that and nobody would ever say that, but – so, so to look at it in, in totality, I don't really think you can draw a whole lot from that. Now, if you looked at this and this was a regular season game and said 22 first downs to 12, yeah, that's a tough way to win, and you better get two, tur- two turnovers that turn into points. And that really is the difference in the game at that point. But I don't, I don't think that you can 
look at team stats and take a whole lot away from them in a preseason game. I could be wrong. A coach could sit here and be laughing and saying, this guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. But for me personally, <laughs> I, I, I'm like, how, how do you – where's the continuity there? Yeah. Other than the fact that you did happen to have the same quarterback the entire time. So earlier during the, the game in the green room, I think I had said something like, that's like four different teams, one per quarter. That's why I give out so many game balls. And you came out here and said it's like six different teams out there. So maybe there's some understanding there as to why I give out 12 you, game balls. But you, you can't give out 12 game balls. <laughs> you can't. If you had 12 people here and we each gave out a game ball, but you're diminishing the value of the game balls when you give one to friggin' everybody. I will tighten it up come Participation trophies, But Travis. I will do no such thing in the preseason because, you know, you said it. That's the main reason I love the preseason is those individual parts and the chance to really evaluate, you know, 11 guys on every single snap, especially when you go back and watch the tape, which, Seth, I'm going to do, believe it or not. And I so. can't <laughs> wait to see what happens because I want to know what happened on that coverage. I hope didn't nobody ask Coach about that. But I hope at some time, at some place, sometime, and maybe it's all going to be in the rearview mirror. I know I was quick to move on to Tampa during the regular season last <laughs> yeah, year, right. but I, I really am curious as to what happened because that was – I mean, OJ couldn't figure it out. You know, we didn't know whose fault it was, who was covering who. It was um, – I, it, it was a big head scratcher, so I'm definitely looking forward to the All-22. Well, I know why we get the tight shots at practice because it's for you know for strategy reasons, but the tight shots in that broadcast couldn't really see what happened on that. So we do get coached at a press conference tomorrow. Maybe I'll ask him what what happened there. Just give us give us a. Give and us I a bet if you ask him and he answered, you'll tell us that you're the one who asked. <laughs> I him. asked the question. I got the answer. Look at me. It's all By about yours me. truly. <laughs> Finishing up some of the stats here. No turnovers for the Dolphins. Two for the Bucks. That's Gotta the big like difference that. in the game. They were sacked three times. They got two sacks. The Dolphins did. Just two penalties for 10 yards, which is a great sign. That's Obviously, impressive. In the first yeah. preseason game, playing a lot of young guys, 17 guys who didn't play, 14 who currently are start. I think 14 who are starters. On it. Like that you can look at and say, okay, is a team being disciplined? Well, it's a loose coach. He likes to tell jokes and laugh, and guys are loose. But they didn't come out here and have 15 penalties. What is there anything worse than watching a preseason game and every three minutes there's another flag? And you, you only had six penalties the entire game between the two teams. So I, I think that you can't ignore. Especially when they emphasize certain things in the preseason, right? Like we saw we saw a flag on, I think it was Trayvon Walker, the first pick in the draft in the Hall of Fame game, the first play of the game. He comes through on a pass rush and knocks the quarterback over, and they, they threw a flag for, for really no apparent reason. It's like, all right, we're going to emphasize this rule again. So two penalties, 10 yards, that's, that's as good as you want it. Miles Gaskin was your leading rusher, four for 27. Can now, we you, talk about yeah, Miles Gaskin real go, quick? Get in. What, what happened there? Why, I, that was a little curious. I mean, you – you would think, and you're at practice every day. I listen to drive time every day, and you know it's an uphill battle there. Obviously, they watched every play that this team had over the last however many years. They brought in a couple, got three guys, three guys that had some significant carries and success here in this league. Two of them didn't even play tonight, but we didn't see Miles until late into this game, and uh, and he did what Miles always does. Uh, but but I you know I am curious to know what's going on there. Yeah. They started off with Sonia Michelle, who had two for negative two, which, I mean, that's it's two, two bad carries or two carries where you get hit immediately. It's, you can't really you know take away much from that. Sure. But then Savan Ahmed was the next running back to come into the game, 
And you, you talk about me being at camp. Like if I had to stack them based upon camp, perform, camp performances, it would have gone Ahmed then Gaskin. So I, I suppose maybe that's the thinking. I don't know because we also talked about the tight end position, right? Tanner Connor was in there before Hunter before Long. Before Hunter too. Long, yeah, we didn't see Hunter until late. You know, maybe on special teams. So those two things jumped out at me. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if those questions get asked as as the week goes on, and to see you know does next week look different? Do different guys get to play sooner? Um, but those th two things did jump out at me and, and I thought were curious to some extent. And the one thing I think you will see next week is some starters playing, especially the quarterback. I know McDaniel had mentioned, and he was transparent about it in Tampa Bay, saying, like, I'm encouraged to not play him. And then Tua goes out and has one of the best practices I've seen him have in his career here. And, of course, he doesn't play after that. But he also said that he would be very surprised if we don't see Tua at some point this exhibition season. So I would assume that's next week, but that's kind of like allow myself to surprise myself. It's a little bit like what you just told there. I that's mean, incredible. he gets to make that decision coach. You, that's, that's on you coach. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and Hey, he'll, he'll take all week and he'll make it probably next Saturday again. So but I'm okay with the yeah, first time yeah. that Tua steps on the field. It's in front of the home crowd. Absolutely. I'm okay with that. And the dolphins don't go on the road until week two again. So come back home. I love that. He mentioned a five minute flight by the way from Tampa to South back to Miami down here. Did he say it was, was a five-minute flight or he's going to take five minutes to reflect? Well, both maybe. I don't okay. know. Yeah, <laughs> I think it <laughs> it's probably all he's got. Because that's, what, a 30-minute, 40-minute flight at yeah, most? Yeah, it's a quick one. Going across the pond. Uh, Especially the for there. those guys because they don't have to go sit for two hours and wait for <laughs> whatever airlines to call your porting group and all that. They go right through, man. There's nothing better than flying on that charter. Not to mention 2022 when pilots don't show up or they're not staffed and you got to push back. I'll, we won't talk about <laughs> Bad airplane jokes here. Let's yeah. go ahead and finish up with the receiving stats. The leading receiver tonight, Lynn Bowden, 3 for 55. Muhammad Sanu had 3 for 39, including that 26-yard completion. Trent Sherfield, 1 for 33. And then Seth Cedric Wilson, 3 for 29, which I thought was cool to see because he, you know, in 11 personnel sets, the idea is probably Tyreek, Jalen, Cedric Wilson. He comes out and he plays, has that good route on the first possession with you guys, you and And he looked about. like he belongs. You know, you talk about, right, he gets lost in all of the flash that is Cheetah sure. and Waddle and the Penguin and this, that, and the other. I mean, that's, that's a pro's pro right there, and he looked at, you know, he was, I don't want to say man amongst boys, but he was open. You know, I think Skyler knew exactly where to throw that ball. What I thought was funny is they ran a reverse, right? You know, and it looked like he wanted no part of that. Like, Coach, what are you doing to me? Fourteen guys are sitting. I'm not one of them. The first thing you're going to do is have me run a reverse and I have to take cut this thing up in the middle there. And so then I think Coach McDaniel rewarded him on the next play, and they found him open in space. And, and, and you know, he was getting open with ease. And, and I, I think, boy, if that's your third receiver – you got to feel pretty good about that. All three targets, he caught him for 29 yards. And you, you said it right there. I mean, if he's your third receiver, especially with some of the guys pushing up behind them, too, this Dolphins receiving are looking pretty deep, especially when you consider who they have up top with Tyreek and Jalen. So that's that's about where it's Tanner Connor, three for 25. Eric Ezukama had two for 18. I want to talk about both those guys. I would see no from him. Oh, are we going to break? Yeah, we're going to go to break. I do want to come back and talk about those. I'll mess format, format up in a hurry. Any, anytime you want, Big Seth, anytime. <laughs> we, do, we are going to do drive of the game, too. So we have, we have okay. lots to get to here. Let's go ahead and take that break. Dolphins post game is driven by Gunther Mazda. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther Mazda. Again, the final score from Raymond James Stadium. Is it still called that? 26-24 Dolphins win. You're listening to the fifth, Miami Dolphins fifth quarter post game show presented by the Palm Beaches. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Guess what, Dolphins Nation? When you sign up for Club Publix, you get perks, a birthday treat, and BOGO notifications. Just visit clubpublix.com. Terms and conditions apply. Big Seth, it's that time of the week once again. How many days was it? 260 days? 216 days. 16 days. I since the last it. time we got to do this. I, football season is way too short. It's a lot of short. days, It's man. not, but it, it is. Like we, like college Easy for you to goes. say. You're not getting the crap <laughs> yeah, yeah. knocked out of you. It's 18 weeks of punishment. I just sit here and talk about it in our cozy confines here at the Citadel where it's, it's bumping downstairs, quiet up here talking about some Dolphins football. But let's go ahead and let's get to our Lexus drive of the game. Real life, real luxury. Explore the possibility possibilities with Lexus at the Lexus Golden Opportunity Sales Event now through September 6th. Learn more at Lexus.com backslash offers. Our drive of the game was capped off by Jason Sanders, his fourth field goal of the night and a game winner. He's three for three on the night, including one from 52. Kick is up. And it looks like it is good. And it is. The Dolphins take the lead. 26 to 24 over the Bucks with 6:53 left to play. Was Jimmy surprised there or excited? <laughs> That's a good uh, question. I was. I was gonna I'd say, to ask don't get too pumped up, Jimmy, before it's when the ball's in the air. A little bit of a little bit of build up, maybe. And it's good. There we go. Good enough. But did you ever think we'd have a field goal as the as the the play of the game, Seth? Play uh, yeah, draft? I'm all for the field goals. I tried to get. Going way back, Alindo Mari, I thought, should have won the team MVP the year he had 39 field goals, and I got laughed out of the press room. <laughs> so you can't give that to a damn kicker. I was like, oh, you needed to give it to this kicker. Couldn't score any points. Look, it's great to see <laughs> Jason Sanders back in all-pro form, banging in 250 yarders, including one that, that ultimately you know, won the game for him. And, again, I cannot overlook the holding of Thomas Morstead. Impeccable. That's what he was there for tonight. You talked about it already. That's the only reason he suited up. The only reason he's there. A 12-play, 60-yard drive, the 54-yard game-winning field goal by Sanders, his second 50-plus yarder of the night to give the Dolphins the win. And it's kind of funny because I was complaining about, ah, go for it. It's the preseason. Don't take the chip shot field goal. 
they wind up winning. Yeah, well, by we're going to try and so win the game win here, the Travis. Game. And again, as you mentioned, Skylar Thompson had the big run as well yeah. on that drive. So. Uh, look, they scored a lot of points, but there weren't big drives they had to put together, which is great. We want some some quick hitters. We, we need to see more of those. We've been begging for it for years here, decades even. Decades. So I, I love that there were some quick hitters, especially after turnovers, as you mentioned earlier in the in the show. But uh, they did put a drive together. Yeah, it would have been great to score a touchdown. You always want to uh, not keep it too close. Although, again, preseason football, we like when it goes down to the wire. But uh, that was a big one there and, and for the young quarterback and and for the kicker to keep building that confidence. Especially in the shadow of his own goalpost. They started that drive at the four-yard line and got things going with a third-down conversion with Jared Dokes up the middle. We didn't have a whole lot of third-down conversions. Not a whole lot of them. That was one of them. Then the chunk play started to come there. 14 yards to Eric Ezukama, 26 yards to Mohamed Sanu, 21-yard Tyler or Skyler Thompson scramble there. And, of course, Jason Sanders, four for four, two from 50-plus, and a game-winning field goal. Can we talk about these rookies real quick? Because that was your Lexus drive of the game. Real life, real luxury. The Lexus Golden Opportunity sales event now through September 6th. But, Seth, I wanted to bring the rookies up because you and I and OJ had talked. You know, that was one of the themes in the podcast last year. Or the podcast. The post-game show. Especially when it was, you know, the losses were piling up there. We kept pointing back to saying, well, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Phillips, Javon Holland, all look pretty dang good. That 2021 draft class, at the very oh, yeah. least, looks pretty solid. And so to come back here, I know it's week one in the preseason, but we're doing a postgame show, so I'll talk about it. But to only have a third, a fourth, and two sevenths, and I think, you know, Skylar Thompson got a game ball. <laughs> Eric Ezukama had two catches, and he showed you what I thought was his best trade at Texas Tech was the run after the catch. He broke a tackle on that one catch he had and just looked strong as heck yeah, he does. like he has all camp long. And then Cameron Good was on my long list, you know, about 12 names, but on the list nonetheless for the game <laughs> balls there. And then you get, uh, you know, obviously Skylar Thompson in the seventh round there. And then Tanner Connor, UDFA. So the rookie class, you know, despite the fact that it's not two first-round picks and a high second-round pick, but third, fourth, and seventh rounders looked pretty good tonight. And did you even mention Tyndall? I did not mention Chang Tyndall, who had some special teams. And there was work nothing that jumped tackles. out, but he, I, boy, he moves so fast. Yeah, I, I was an omission by me. He, he was supposed to be in there. He is moving out there. And, you know, I remember when Jerome Baker first got here, and it just was like, that guy can run like yeah. a deer. I mean, like a deer, and you see the same thing with Channing Tindall, and he looked confident out there. Uh, he played in a lot of big games in college. Well, uh, not as many as, as as you might expect, as you said, but again, you play at the University of Georgia. <laughs> you play some big games, but man, what an athlete, and he is moving out there, so I, I'm interested to see that development as well. It's You talk about athletes. That's kind of one of the themes of this team this year, and we, we talked about it a little bit just about guys that have trimmed weight. I think at one point it was either you or Juice had talked about Raekwon and how he trimmed down but still looked massive. Was that yeah, your comment? Yeah, it was Juice. It was Juice. Yeah, that's that's been a theme across. I thought you were talking about me. Yeah. Like, I didn't hey, trim man. any damn weight. Hey, man. No, this isn't the New York Jets <laughs> uh, post-game broadcast where we came after you pretty hard that, that week after a big dub. Hey, but uh, hey. uh, A couple of guys that I also thought kind of fit that mold in this rookie class was Kellen Deesh and, and Cater Cahoe, the offensive tackle from Arizona State and the – cornerback out of Texas A&M Commerce. Big Seth, I know that's a, a poll there that you'd be impressed by as far as colleges go. But um, yeah, both these guys super athletic. And I thought that they showed a little bit there in that fourth quarter as well. Kind of a reason to, to you know, to dig into that late fourth quarter action there is get a look at these UDFAs that get their first chance, get some run. You know, it's always a big part of like Hard Knocks, right, Big Seth? I don't know if you watched the new Hard Knocks episode, but kind of watching these guys try to carve their path and, and make a spot on the roster. 
I, I always enjoy it. I always appreciate it. And so I think for the Dolphins rookie class to come out and kind of have the showing is kind of fun. Well, that's what you want, right? And and we've talked about this on the Twitter spaces. Uh, you saw it with limited draft picks this year. It's going to get harder and harder to make this team as when you start to get the players on your roster that you want and you start to get excited about guys and you start to read uh, reporters saying this is the deepest roster I've seen the you know since I've been covering the Dolphins and all of these things, that also means it's going to get more and more difficult for, for rookies to make the team. And so – you know, when Chris Greer and his crew gets out there and they start bringing guys in and they are forcing these coaches to make hard decisions, it's exactly what you want. And so, yeah, I thought those guys getting opportunities today absolutely stepped up. I was hoping to see, and this is not a slight on him, and again, I'll be curious to see what you say in the All-22. I was hoping we'd see more of EZE, more of Ezekama, and and so I don't know how many reps he had. Um, I don't know how many targets. Well, I guess you can look up how many targets, but I don't know how many targets he should have had versus what he did have. Um, but I, I, I'm hearing a lot of great things in practice. I would like to see a little bit more in these games. So hopefully in in the next game that they play, we'll get to see that. I'm glad you mentioned the perception by you know fans and media alike because they're starting to make Omar Kelly a positive beacon of light, Big Seth. They did, he- although I got to say this. I saw Omar tweet this, and, and he, he had some thoughts from the game, and he said Jalen Phillips didn't make the impact that he expected. I don't know how many snaps Jalen Phillips had. I know he had two big pass rushes, and he also very early on – drove the tackle right back into the quarterback, and the quarterback tried to scramble out, and I think that Phillips could have put his, his paws on him, but he got held, so he drew a holding play there. I thought he did. To me, that's an impact. You force the quarterback off the spot, you force him to run when, when he intends to pass, and you get a holding penalty, that's making an impact. He played for two series. I don't know what Omar wanted there, but uh, I, you know, I, I don't think that Jalen should have had that shot. I mean, I think it was six or seven snaps and two pressures, and you mentioned – he knocked the offense back 10 yards, which essentially killed a drive, and then we got a chance to see some of that team speed on defense that you and I talked about uh, earlier in the show. Which yeah, is, I think he's going to really be just fine. Out. He's he's doing just fine. He's having a great camp. I like the point you made about how tough this roster could be to make because I mentioned it on the Spaces show, like the the position battles at camp this year. It's like you know receiver four, cornerback four, you know DT four. It's it's so deep into the roster. So yeah, always and look, a there's good place still to be. some depth Absolutely. issues, and I know that they're being talked about and. And, you know, uh, let's hope that, that Trill Williams isn't as serious as it looked. And, you know, I know corner's one of those positions, especially as we wait for Jones to come back and so on and so forth. So there's still some positions, and you can't solve all of your problems in a season or two. But uh, it, it, the team is getting deeper and deeper. And, boy, if I'm a receiver, I'm definitely counting heads and trying to figure out where I fit, right? You know, and so that's a good problem to have. And uh, I think they're going to have a problem. If I'm if I'm a fringe player, if I'm a guy that's like 45 to 53 hoping to make this roster and I saw our third quarterback go out there and the coach say he doesn't look like a you know we forget he's a rookie and it because you know teams nowadays they're keeping two quarterbacks and maybe you put one guy on the practice squad now I'm like well hell that guy might have just taken the spot that I'm fighting for so, yeah, I just think it's getting tighter and tighter to make a roster, and that's exactly what you want. Seth, you're supposed to keep your head out of the numbers game and control what you can control. Don't be counting heads in that receiver's room. Really. Yeah, you ever hear Larry Izzo on the fish tank? And he <laughs> said he spent 14 years counting heads in the <laughs> linebacker room. And he always stuck around, had a great coaching career, too. So, Larry Izzo, hope you're listening out there. Had the most friend. special teams tackles 
in the history of the NFL. That's Did how you, know you stand on a roster. <laughs> that's, that's how you do a that's, lot of things. That's incredible. Seth, your favorite segment is next. Out of town scoreboard here. Oh, I can't one wait. Of the preseason. Out of town scoreboard <laughs> in the preseason? <laughs> we got to do it. We got to do it. That's next. The Dolphins postgame show is driven by Gunther Mazda. You've got to get to Gunther Mazda in Fort Lauderdale to experience a new Mazda SUV on 441 just north of I-595 or visit GuntherMazda.com for car buying done your way. You've got to get to Gunther Mazda. Again, the final score, Dolphins 26, Buccaneers 24. You're listening to the fifth quarter overtime show presented by the Palm Beaches. You're listening to Dolphins football on the Miami Dolphins radio network. The home of every Miami Dolphins game. AM 560 Sports WQAM. Week one of the preseason in the National Football League is just about complete. I think we have a game live right now out in Los Angeles, but you know what time it is, Big Seth. It's time to get to the scores around oh, the National Football League. Do we have the music? Can we throw it to the music and get right into midseason? Do people play fantasy football in the I hope in not. the preseason? I think I think gambling in the preseason is a pretty big deal, though. I mean, oh, that's, yeah, yeah. that's something that we stay far away from. That's in our contract to not go, or at least my contract to not go anywhere near that side of the game, but. It is what it is. I think people are pretty excited about football being back. I am Big Seth. We have one live score, like I mentioned. The Rams are up 22-14 to over the Chargers in Los Angeles, but the Chargers are threatening in the red zone. They're early in the fourth quarter. Big, important stuff, Big Seth. I know you're really fired up about that. The Giants took down the Patriots on Thursday night, 23-21. And the nice. Ravens, how about this, Seth? A 21-game winning streak in the preseason for the Baltimore Ravens, 23-10 over the Titans. What do you think about that? It's fabulous. It's it's unbelievable. They should embrace that. 21 straight wins since 2016. They have one playoff win since 2016. A cool stat that I saw the other day. Do you think they're feeling the pressure when they walk out there in the preseason? I think it probably changes the way they play. You think that when they finally lose one, they're going to feel relief that they finally that it's over and now they can just focus on preseason football? Maybe. You think their fans get fired up? You think their fans go on Twitter and tweet at each other and say, yeah, well, we've won 21 straight games. They don't give a I'd be excited about it. Okay. All right. <laughs> the Falcons also win on Friday night, a 27-23 win over the fighting Dan Campbells, the Detroit Lions. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns in a weird situation in Jacksonville win 24-13 amid some, some interesting chants in Duval, Big Seth. The Cardinals win 36-23 over the Bengals. That was in Cincinnati. The Jets are victorious over the Eagles, 24-21. You see Zach Wilson got injured, but it sounds yeah, like he'll be back for, them. for the early part of the season. Not a, not a season ender for him. Uh, PCL tear, I think, is what Adam Schefter said early on Saturday morning. The Niners take out the Packers 28-21. Boy, Trey Lance looked good. He had a 92 yards passing on like five passing attempts and a touchdown. The Bears beat the Chiefs 19-14. The Panthers beat the Commanders 23-21. Rookie quarterback Sam Howell looked really good for the Commanders in that game. The Bills win 27-24 over the Indianapolis Colts. The Steelers 32-25 over the Seattle Seahawks. The Texans 17, the Saints 13, and the Broncos beat the Dallas Cowboys by a score of 17 to 7. And then tomorrow night we have the Vikings at the Raiders on NFL Network at 425. So that is your week one action. The Dolphins are back in action next Saturday. That'll be a 7 o'clock kickoff at Hard Rock Stadium. And Big Seth, 
that's kind of the game I, I suppose we're we're pointing to as as far as it's game two, game three, the traditional game three. Is I, that what that I, is? I think so. I, I think it will be, especially with joint practices the week after against the Philadelphia Eagles being down here in South Florida. The guy behind the glass is loving it. He's a big Eagles fan back there. But uh, no, well, it'll be a good look at this team. I think. I think you. I don't know. I, I saw the video before the game tonight of you know Tua was out there running sprints and and uh, Cheetah was was out in some some workout gear. I assume they went through some of their routes and and just kind of got a workout in. I like what Tua had to say. He could smell the grass. He was you know he was excited even though he knew he wasn't going to play. So that was the the uh, interview. With, Correct with Bo Camper. Yep. I didn't hear that. Yeah, Interesting. I should have been listening. I should have been listening. I was probably writing notes about, you know, a, a He was working hard. It's the hardest working man in podcasting. The first one to tell you about it, at least. And post-game shows. No doubt about that. <laughs> but, I mean, it's I, I'm looking forward to it because, you know, the, the training camp grind right now is is sort of over. I mean, the we'll, we'll definitely have, I think, three practices this week before the game on Saturday, but it's not going to be like it was where it's, you know, four days on, one day off, three days on, one day off. So it's going to kind of ramp down here a little bit. I think guys will start kind of getting cooked up for the season here. You know, Tyreek talked about it in Tampa after putting on a show that had Buccaneers beat writers shaking their heads in a way that was just so fun to me to see how ex- how they just felt his impact as, you know, sideline like, onlookers and reporters that were just watching this guy go out there and, and carve up that defense. That was fun to see. And he talked about, you know, kind of ramping down at the end of that practice because he cramped up and it certainly gets hot down here and you got to be careful of that stuff. So I think we'll see, I, I imagine we'll see the whole compliment, at least most of the guys, maybe not like Teron Armstead, Xavier Howard, but maybe, maybe we get a chance to see Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and Tua Tungavailoa next week. Uh, I'm torn. I mean, part of me wants to see that. Part of me is like, you know what, I'm okay if they don't play. But it sounds like for Coach McDaniel that this is something he – I don't want to say he's torn. I don't think it keeps him up at night in the way that he's worried or concerned, but he's trying to do what's best for the team. I I loved in his press conference what he said he wants to protect guys from themselves. And so, you know, that means that he knows he's got a competitive uh, ball club and guys want to get out there. But, man, you see some of these guys go down in the preseason early on or some of the – silly hits guys are taking and, and i understand why there's caution there there's i mean the red jersey is the red jersey for a reason right we saw jalen hurts last night on one of the first plays of the game he scrambled and got outside and got out of bounds and ridiculous the jets linebacker teed off on him he was well into the he white was past boundary. the white man yeah. it was yeah and and hitting a quarterback high three four yards out of bounds i don't know that there's I, I, look, I don't know the guy, and I don't want to insult him or his family, but just that scenario, I don't know if there's anything dumber that you can do. No, not at all. And, I mean, I, I wouldn't say, you know, I would never call it karma or anything, but it is interesting that the Jets came back and their quarterback tweaks a, a knee on a non-contact play. It, it's just – it reminds you that this game – I think McDaniel had mentioned it in a previous press conference, like this game is – it takes a physical toll on you. You know, I go back to Hard Knocks. Dan Campbell addressed his team and said, you're not going to feel better – than you feel right now at this first meeting. Like, it's going to be a war of attrition. And so to kind of, I suppose, push that back a little bit, and and McDaniel talked about it too, right, about saying it wasn't a punishment, it wasn't a reward, it was an individual case-by-case basis as far as where we feel guys are and where they need to be to get ready for the season. I I mean, I kind of come out of that thinking that it was open to the possibility of everybody playing, 
but he felt good enough to leave. Was it 17 guys off the? I think 17 guys, and I, I think 14 of them were starters. I'm a little thrown off because the depth chart has 12 offensive starters, <laughs> yeah, I so I, I've never seen anything like that, and I'm still <laughs> trying to figure it all out. But uh, yeah, so it was 14 or 15, depending on how many starters are going to give us this year. And so that's got to be a good sign. I have to imagine that that's kind of the same thing he talked about with Tonga Vailoa. And I'm encouraged to not play him. And then, you know, he plays well enough in these practices. That gives me a good enough idea of where he is. Hopefully that's the case for the rest of the guys in the roster because 17 guys feel pretty good about. And obviously, you know, that doesn't mean that other guys don't feel good about them, but it means that we're feeling pretty good about the direction we're heading in here the first week of the preseason here and as training camp kind of ramps down. All right, we'll come back here in just a minute, but get your new Kia with Gunther Plus at Gunther Kia. That's where or I got my online. Kia. That's right. It's my cadenza. Big Seth and the cadenza. GuntherKia.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score, Dolphins 26, Bucks 24. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Miami Dolphins football, live on the Miami Dolphins radio network. The home of every Miami Dolphins game. AM 560 Sports WQAM. Dolphins fans, you can be here live for NFL action all season long as the official ticket marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster, has a wide selection of tickets so you never miss a single play. Score tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Dolphins. And you can get out to the preseason action as well. The next two Dolphins games are at home. And come check out some of these guys, Seth, that I think are really popping right now as far as... Before you go into another list of 47 guys <laughs> that you want to give game balls and we should keep an eye on, can I just let people in on, on a little uh, you know, behind the curtain, a little inside secret here. So when we watch the game in the WQAM studios... There's all kinds of weird things with time and space going on. So we, if we listen to the live radio feed, you get it more quickly than you get it anywhere else in the world right here in the studio. So you can hear Jimmy and Joe and Bo on the sidelines. But what you're watching on TV isn't caught up with them. And so if you listen to that, they're telling you what's happening before you see it. And that messes you up a little bit. And then all our great producers here are celebrating or getting upset in the middle, you know, we're trying to watch it on TV because they're hearing it before we are seeing it. And that that got us all messed up. So we go over to the green room and and you, you know, I, I kind of found a way to deal with it. But you and Juice had a problem with it all last year. It's all you complained about. I, I don't like the fact that this happens before this happens. And I'm like, all right, man, we'll, we'll make it work. And then here we are in a, in a thrilling preseason opener the first contest thrilling you said thrilling preseason opener goes right down to the wire we take the lead late they're driving down can we stop them (laughs) coach mcdaniel ices the kicker we're getting ready to watch the second kick i've turned the radio down so i don't hear what happens and then you go he shanked it and he's lining up to kick on the tv (laughs) you ruined the thing for me man like what what's the deal you broke your own code so that was me putting myself in your shoes knowing you you've made it very clear how little these games matter to you 
and me just trying to get the the, the troops rallied yeah, but up. But it was because... the one moment. It was the moment that I kind of forgot all of that. And it's like, is he going to make it or miss it? Is Coach McDaniel going to walk off the field for the, his first time being a head coach in a game where the clock is running? Is he going to walk <laughs> off a winner? Or is he going to walk off still seeking that feeling of winning his first game? There's this beautiful picture of him and Tua. And Tua's congratulating him on his first win. And he, they both look so happy and it's wonderful. And, you know, there was the drama. There was the drama. And you stole it from me, man. If there's one thing you've had to have learned about getting to know me, it's that I, I like to make things about me. <laughs> and in that moment, I made it about me, didn't I? I, I mean, you I sure I, as I, hell I took, did. I wanted Thanks to, a lot, Wingfield. I wanted to be the one to tell my friends we just won this game on a 45-yard missed field goal, which is kind of thought to be almost not a given, but they sure they sure make those at a pretty high rate these days. So I was I was surprised more than anything. I kind of, you know. We we were in here. You talked about last year. We were in here for that Jaguars game, which I don't want to relive more than two seconds. But we thought there was a chance that they would miss a fifty-plus yard field goal because they had a kicker who was had missed all year long, and then he picked the game against us to go like three for three and make two fifty-yarders. And I looked in the glass behind me, behind the glass behind me, and you know, the producer was shaking his head. He was he was bummed out. And I was yeah. Like, so you were that guy tonight. Yeah. Just I was. so you know, you were that guy. The good thing is, is at least it was a positive outcome. Positive outcome and. I wouldn't do it. Two hundred sixteen days. I've been waiting for this moment. <laughs> Two hundred sixteen days. I see. I wouldn't be listening to it that way and interrupting it or ruining it for myself if it wasn't an exhibition game because I don't care about the results. I like the individual, you know, breakdowns so and analysis. Travis, I practice talked about earlier. should re- should replicate what it's going to feel like in a game if you're doing it the right way. You make a lot of good points in this segment, Seth. You really do. Stealing from the head yeah. man. They all sound really good. <laughs> you, do. you do. We got we got DJ Preach in the house tonight, too, getting some video content for us. We appreciate that, man. He also got me an adapter here to get put, uh, plugged into the headphones. He is the which best ops guy in the business. Making everything flow. <laughs> and when he's not doing fins up commercials with us, he's the best. Uh, can I go back to that original point? Talking about a few of the guys. Were I you thought, making a I was, yeah. It's written Did down I hijack here. your point? <laughs> it was perfectly deserve done. Except, I do, I do. After all, after the break of my own code, that's that's exactly what I deserve. A couple of guys that I thought, you know, really did well for themselves that we talked about it earlier. You know, the idea of keeping a third quarterback, it's do you keep him because you expect him to make an impact or do you keep him because... He looked like an NFL quarterback. Yeah, you're worried about... Because if you try to put him on the practice squad and... Someone says, I wouldn't mind putting that guy on my active roster. You're going to lose him. That's that's how this works. So it's tough, and it's a challenge to find out who's going to be on the 53. And, you know, you talked about beat writers and people talking about deepest roster, you know, best-looking offense I've seen since covering this team, all that fun stuff. That makes for, you know, a, a good problem to have, but a problem nonetheless about tough decisions to make. And so four guys I wrote down here tonight – and I wouldn't say necessarily bubble, although you probably could call at least three of the four that, but guys that you know really did well for themselves tonight to carve out a role on this team. And if it starts with Darius Hodge. As a matter of fact, I'm going to add a fifth because Darius Hodge made the big splash plays. And well, he got your game ball. He got my game ball. I thought he's looked really good in camp. He's a super, super athlete with great testing metrics. And it's the second year in the NFL, had a kind of a, a – 
rocky rookie season, but he looks the part, man. I think he looks really good. And the other guy that I added in here late was another guy that made the big plays, Elijah Campbell. His special mm. teams tape last year was was really good. And so for him to come out and play like he did on defense, and it wasn't just the one play, Seth. He had a couple of, of tackles and big plays on defense. And another guy on defense I'm going to put on there is Keon Crossan, and he's going to make the team anyway because he's a good special teamer, and that's what he was signed here for. Or at least that's what he did with the Giants. But he had a good week of practice in – in Tampa Bay with the Buccaneers and he carried it over tonight, had a really, really good rep on a deep ball where he had the recovery speed yeah, he did. and took off downfield, got his hands on it, damn near picked it. I think Juice called it DPI, but that's because he's I a called it DPI. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, he got his hands on more than just the <laughs> yeah, ball there. He you did. know, but uh yeah they they let him play. They let him play through it. But he was there, man. Yeah. He was right there. Everything else in the rep was really good, I For thought. Sure. And then Skylar Thompson is obviously one of the guys that you put in that category because Based upon how he looked tonight, and you know, Seth, I think you mentioned UPS drivers in the first segment coming in hot going after those guys. But, uh, I love me some UPS. If that's the case, then, you know, I guess take it with a grain of salt, but he certainly showed himself well. And we heard from Coach McDaniel that he thought there were some things to clean up, which is, you know, evident for any player, especially a rookie. And then finally, Lynn Bowden. I mean, you know, three catches, a touchdown, 59 yards. How do you not get on there for that? And, and then, look, he's. There's been a lot of talk about different guys and getting opportunities and, you know, how much we saw in reps and what they were doing in practice. And Lynn Bowden, we, we haven't seen a lot from him this training camp, right? And we know the guy's been working hard. If you follow him on Twitter, you know it means something to him. Had the injuries, gone through a lot of different things. And, and the opportunities were out there, and, and he seized them. And he was oh, – man, he, he wasn't just open. He was wide open. So he was running some great routes. And, and making plays. He certainly was. He wasn't the only receiver making plays. And one of the last notes I want to make here is just, you know, talking about Mike McDaniel and his offense and his first win. I, I was pleased by how many times there was wide open receivers. Isn't that nice? It is very nice. The easy, easy yardage, easy completions. It's going to go a long way to helping your quarterback and your offense and your team. I mean, you got to give the athletes credit for, for doing, Absolutely. for getting open and separation, all those things. But you know, you probably also have to look at that that person that's calling those plays. And something we've seen a little bit in practice that, but you also don't game plan for practices. So the chance to kind of come out here and maybe have some plan stuff where it's, hey, look, I, I know what I'm doing here a little bit too. That's the reason I got this head coaching job. So, Seth, we have one more segment to go. We'll go ahead and get you guys prepped for the week to come on the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network and the week of practice and another game week as the Dolphins host the Las Vegas Raiders. How many days has it been since we've been at Hard Rock 216 Stadium? 216 games. So it'll be days. So add seven more to that <laughs> games. I'm laughing at you back behind the glass. 223 on, days. Guys, it's getting late. For the first home game. <laughs> we'll we'll have that next week for you guys. Everything coming up. Every week from here on out until like mid-January, we have football, hopefully beyond that as well. So Dolphins post game is driven by Gunther Mazda. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther Mazda. Again, the final score from Raymond James Stadium, Dolphins 26, Buccaneers 24. You're listening to the fifth quarter overtime show presented by the Palm Beaches. This is the official Miami Dolphins radio network where Dolphins fans live. The home of every Miami Dolphins game. AM 560 Sports WQAM. One more segment to go. We're feeling pretty good about how it's going so far. We're going to talk some drive time. We're going to talk some fish tank. But first, let's go ahead and pause 10 seconds so our stations can identify themselves. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. 
WQAM Miami, WPOWHD2 Miami, WKIS, WKIS HD1, and WKIS HD2 Boca Raton. Home of the Miami Dolphins. Powered by Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. Check out South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination with world-class shows at Hard Rock Live, award-winning dining at Suppresso and Council Oak, and much, much more only at Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood. And Big Seth... We were at the Seminole Hard Rock for Tua's Luau back this summer. That was a good a good time. You guys had Tua in the fish tank, which was a great time. You had Rob Conrad in the fish tank last week, which was kind of a stressful time for me hearing that story for the first time. Unbelievable. What's coming up next here on the fish tank, Big Seth? I don't know if you liked that segue, but I thought that was pretty good. Uh, I'll take it because you're talking about <laughs> our show. So whatever it is, I'll take it. But, uh, yeah, Rob was incredible. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, I mean, it was great to – Relive some of those stories of, of his tenure there. Um, talked about that first game, Monday, Monday Night Football, and how nervous he was and ends up catching that big t- go-ahead touchdown from Dan Marino and uh, Mile High Stadium, blocking for Ricky Williams. He had great stories. But, man, in 2015, if you remember reading about it in the news, when Rob falls off his boat nine miles out in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean without a life preserver and somehow – survives you know 16 hour swim waves cold front it's uh you listen to it and you feel like you're watching some thrilling film uh it's gut-wrenching it's inspiring um really really was uh appreciative that rob shared that story with us and just kind of in awe of uh this this the way he was able to survive what was really certain death uh, it was incredible but the next episode is kevin carter uh kevin only spent a couple years here but it was a great an interesting time it was the 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 nick saving years and a lot of fun guys on that defense it, it was you know certainly channing crowder and matt rouse showed up in that rookie class we know we love channing crowder here at 560 wqam ronnie brown on that squad but he played on the defense with jt vonnie holiday keith truck trailer uh, you know, Zach and Junior Seau, may he rest in peace. And so Kevin talked about all those things, his great Gator days, and, and really just an incredible 14-year career. The part about – I can't wait for that, by the way. We talk about, like, golden years as far as, like, most fond of memories. Some of those early 2000s Dolphins teams are some of my favorites to go back and watch. And I think the big twist in the Rob Conrad story was the fact that he said that he thinks the only reason he actually survived was because he didn't have – the life preserver because he the 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 kicker to the whole story was that it's actually cold out which we never get that down here right. right it's 40 degrees warmer in the water than it is outside and because he didn't have the life preserver he's able to you know he has to work hard enough to keep his blood pumping to keep himself alive essentially yeah the, i mean just the whole thing and he really just it's blow by blow minute by minute and and the ups and the downs and and when he thought all was lost and then he found strength and and then, you know, then he sees a helicopter that flies over and misses him. And it just it, it's it's a wild, wild ride. And, and uh, I can't imagine for Rob and his family what that was like. And so I didn't know if he would relive that with us, but he did. And, um, you know, certainly I want people to listen to the podcast. But if there was ever a reason to check it out for the first time, this would be a good one. Yeah, absolutely. It was. It's always a great listen, Big Seth. You guys know I, I love the job Appreciate you guys do. That. You and OJ and, and DJ Preacher, of course, on the Fish Tank Podcast and our shenanigans on Twitter and social. Go ahead and give those guys a follow <laughs> and, and, and keep us... At the Fish Tank 81. At the Fish Tank 81. At OJ McDuffie 81 as well. I'm at Wingfield NFL. Why not toss it in there? Preach, what's your hat? What's your handle? At Preach. At, at DJ Preach. 
at DJ Preachy. Had to think about it there for a second, but we got it out eventually. No, it's uh, <laughs> we'll tag him. You can find him that way. <laughs> so we got we got plenty to come still. You know this. You month caught him off guard, man. We were here for two hours. <laughs> you didn't say a word to him, guys. You know he's thinking about uh, his next meal in his bed, and then you go to him and start asking about his Twitter handle. I think he's thinking about the party downstairs. I don't know. It's, <laughs> he's weird. trying to get that gig. He's trying to get that DJ gig. Is what he's trying to get. What's coming up on Drive Time? Yeah. When do we get? What's so in the preseason? Are we going to start to replicate the regular season on tri- on drive time as well? Yeah, I think so because I, you know it's funny. It, you're going to like this, Seth. I kind of have an option to just not do a podcast on don't mon- be that guy. on Monday. Don't take the easy. I'm way not going to do it because I have all 22 to watch. So I'm going to do a podcast on that. But tonight I'm going to go home after this and tape a podcast, and that'll be out as soon as it, it's out. <laughs> Which I'm now, hope- do you actually tape it? You know, I just say that. I don't really know why. You're too young I, to say tape. It just sounds better, I think. I don't know. Right. You know we grind the tape, you know, all that good stuff. You don't but grind the tape. I, I, you know, it's, it's, it comes through in a, a file that you downloaded, but we're, we're <laughs> off the rails here at this point. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll have a podcast episode out tomorrow. I would, I would assume in the morning, although it's morning right now. And then we'll have the All-22 review after that as well. And then it's right back to practice, Big Seth. We have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, which means or it's not open to the fans, which means – uh, no live tweets, so you won't have that from me, which is like my bread and butter this time of year. But we do have the podcast and the written notebook, which I've, I don't know if you've read the notebook, Seth, but I'm having a good time writing that thing up. This I can year. tell. No, Again, I, I'm reading them. It's Dolphins.com. Been, I'm reading them. So that's every day, the, 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 the drive time podcast, every day recapping practice. And then, of course, Friday off and Monday off. And then I, I did that backwards. Monday off, Friday off, and then the game on Saturday against the Raiders. And we'll do it all over again. And then next week, there's two more training camp practices open to fans, that, or I should say the following week, the two practices against the Eagles on the 24th and the 25th. So if you intend to get out to a Dolphins practice, those are your times to do it. So drive time's busy. Fish tank is busy. And Dolphins today, don't forget about Dolphins today. Dolphins Kimmy today B is YouTube. killing it. Kimmy B is, is destroying it. She's a lot of energy, and she comes in there. We all feel her presence every single time she enters in there. <laughs> she actually does this radio thing for real. <laughs> she does. She's, she's pretty good at that, too. So we got we got her in the building on YouTube. I think I'm going to be doing some of the Dolphins today again. My, my time has been kind of uh, – I've been off on that a little bit, which I'm not complaining because it's I, I kind of break down the, the games and the opponents and stuff on that show. So we'll have that back for you guys. The Content picks up big time this time of year, obviously, Big Seth. The post-game show, we'll be back here with you guys next week. Uh, it's a 7 o'clock kickoff, which you know I love, Big Seth, because I absolutely despise these late-night kickoffs because it's It's a 30-minute difference. It's a 30-minute difference, it, it, Travis. Hey, it, it, you know what I'm looking helps. forward to? Our, our main man, O.J. McDuffie, will be absolutely. back with us at that game. Juice, we're thinking about your brother. Absolutely, Juice. It was good to see you tonight. A little too brief, but uh, we understand why you had to dip out of here. So hopefully we get a chance to see you next week here. I think that's our time, Big Seth. Anything else you want to add here? Uh, no, I think that's it, man. I think we got it all covered. I'm still trying to get over the fact that you, you know, completely broke your own rule and stole the drama from me tonight. You know, it was a role reversal in a lot of ways because— Wait know, a minute. Role reversal for who? I steal the drama? No, the, and the fact that all of a sudden you care about preseason football after giving me crap I for I cared about years. the moment. <laughs> I hate baseball, right? I'm, I'm on record. I can't stand it. I don't want to hear about it. I, I just, like, don't ask, don't tell. I don't want to talk about baseball. But you give me a great story about Shoeless Joe Jackson or, you know, get, I, I love the sociology of sport. I love the drama. And, and there ain't a whole lot of that in preseason, bro. But there it was. <laughs> and I was standing up. I was on my feet waiting to see what would happen for Mike McDaniel and the McDaniel family. And what happened? You got an excited co-host got fired up 
who was who was getting ready for the post game show because I have to be ready right away. You didn't. You. I, I don't have the luxury of of standing up with my cans off my head watching the end of the game. You were doing that. That's exactly were what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jeez. I think it's a good place to go ahead and call tonight. Appreciate you, Big Seth. Hey, fins up. Thanks to Kim Bocamper, Joe Rose, and the voice of the Miami Dolphins, Jimmy Cephalo, our executive producer and booth producer. Alejandro Solano, our studio producers, Robert Griepert, Jimmy Garcia, and Trevor Harris. Our radio booth engineer was Stephen J. Gray. Our postgame engineer was Steph the Specialist, at least he was last year. Uh, for OJ McDuffie and Seth Levitt, I am Travis Wingfield. The final score of today's game, Dolphins 26, Bucks 24. Dolphins football will be back on the air next Saturday, August the 20th, for preseason game number two, Miami host Las Vegas at Hard Rock Stadium against Saturday versus the Raiders. This has been the Miami Dolphins postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network presented by the Palm Beaches. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.